So I guess I'm still a little bit puzzled about Mitch McConnell's comments yesterday and him acknowledging Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as president and vice president-elect, respectively. Who benefits from Mitch McConnell saying that? Now, the president has hit back at him today. Um, and by the way, you think that, you know, you know does, does, does Mitch McConnell believe that the mainstream media now, for some reason, will sing his praises? Because I'm looking at headlines here. Trump fires back after McConnell recognizes Biden victory. Uh, Trump lashes out at McConnell for recognizing Biden's victory. People are angry. Uh, New York Times defying Trump. McConnell seeks to squelch bid to over overturn the election. So the mainstream media aren't, you know, having a parade for Mitch McConnell and thinking that all of a sudden he's some great senator. Uh, the speaker, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, always lays this out perfectly. You need to understand, if you are running for public office as a Republican, the mainstream media, news reporters, the liberal biased people at CNN, MSDNC, ABC, NBC, CBS, are your sworn enemy. They're never going to give you a break. They're never going to allow you to formulate your point accurately as you want to. They're never going to not make you look bad. Republicans in the media will always be believed and be taken to be wrong. It is on them, the onus is with Republicans, to prove why they are correct. That is never, ever going to change. So does Mitch McConnell, is he appealing to the Trump voter by saying Biden's president-elect? Uh, no, absolutely not. Is he appealing to never-Trump Republicans? Yes, he is. But the thing is, never-Trump Republicans are a dying breed inside the Republican Party. This is now the party of Donald Trump. And as far and as, as uh, Mitch McConnell needs to start to understand that it's no longer a party that's led by cocaine Mitch, whether or not he's Senate Majority Leader or Senate Minority Leader. Now, how about this? Um, in Glamour, uh, Glennon Dole, Doyle is her name. She's a yeah, political person. Lesbian lover to Abby Wambach, former uh, women's soccer player. So she's doing an interview, and this was uh, yesterday it was published in Glamour with Jen O'Malley Dillon. She was the campaign manager for Joe Biden. In this interview, it you know it, it, you think it's hard-hitting. You try and read through it. It's just a total joke. Here's one of the questions. I'll read it to you. Is redefining of compromise that is in itself a could be the ultimate victory i'm i'm not it's not word for word but if you read it you'll find it out now this is the the and by the way the question doesn't really matter here but what jen o'malley dylan's answer includes is i want it's 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 the reason i want to read this and i want mitch mcconnell and never Trump Republicans to understand that we are in a war. The Democrats played dirty. The Democrats cheated in an election. We have testimony. We have affidavits. We have witnesses all stating that cheating in a rigged election occurred. Yet Joe Biden's still out there claiming he's president-elect. Now, anyway, so... And by the way, Senator McConnell, Majority Leader McConnell, if roles were reversed and Donald Trump was president-elect and we had this sort of test, uh, this uh, court case is yet to be uh, completed and we had people saying that fraud occurred, Chuck Schumer, Charles E. Schumer, Senate Minority Leader, and it better stay that way, if there was one person saying that voter fraud occurred. He would hold up the entire Senate. I guarantee you, he would not be out saying that Donald Trump and Mike Pence are uh, president and vice president-elect. Absolutely not. 
He'd be screaming, yelling, shouting on any mainstream media network that he could get on and say, he went for four years and said that Donald Trump was an illegitimate president when he had no evidence of it whatsoever. Oh, by the way, Senator Ron Johnson, uh, the Senate Oversight Committee today was incredible. He was on fire, took down Senator Gary Peters because he was accusing Johnson of spreading uh, Russian disinformation when it wasn't true whatsoever this peters guy is just a joke um we'll get to that throughout the course of the program but let me finish with um jen o'malley dylan's comment this is what she said quote frankly that's what we need speaking about compromise the president elect was able to connect with people over this sense of unity in the primary people would mock him like you think you can work with republicans and she says quote ready i'm not saying they're not a bunch of i can't say the word on radio effers you know what i'm saying mitch mcconnell is terrible but this sense that you couldn't wish for that you couldn't wish for this bipartisan ideal he rejected that so according to Joe Biden's campaign manager, Joe Biden, who says that he can unify the country, that he's a moderate Democrat, even though he's adapted and is all for radical socialist leftist policies, including AOC's Green New Deal. Wait till I tell you what AOC said today, as far as the leadership goes, uh, as the leadership goes in the Democrat Party. She is not happy one bit. So Mitch McConnell, though, according to this person that is the campaign manager of this guy that's going to bring unity throughout the entire country, is 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 saying that Republicans are a bunch of effers. And Mitch McConnell, who stood in the Senate floor yes and yesterday and said that Joe Biden, the Electoral College has spoken, and Joe Biden is president-elect. Mitch quote, Mitch McConnell is terrible. So who does that appeal to? Why is McConnell out there saying that? To me, there's only one answer for it. And that is that Mitch McConnell does not want Donald Trump to be president anymore. And I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why. Donald Trump has done so much to advance not only the president's legacy, but Mitch McConnell's legacy. There's a wall on the southern border thanks to Donald Trump. And I guess the Senate could have a hand in that as well. Three uh, Supreme Court justices on the Supreme Court now, as far as Gorsuch and uh, Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett go, Mitch McConnell can claim credit for that. Donald Trump nominating them, them being uh, confirmed by the Senate. That happened under the leadership of McConnell. So why is it now that we're in a, and we are in a battle. Again, this is a war. It is, oh, the Democrats are at war with us. We, we need to understand that they don't like us. Conservatives, Republicans, anyone who disagrees with the Democrat party, they are against us. That needs to be understood by every single senator in the U.S. Senate. Every single congressperson in the House need to know that. They play dirty. They do whatever it takes to win. And what are we doing? We're sitting back. We have compassion. We don't want the media to be mad at us. Guess what? They're going to be mad at us regardless. They're going to spread lies. They're going to spread disinformation. Nothing is going to change as far as the media goes. When they say, you know, we saw Antifa and Black Lives Matter all throughout the summer causing chaos, destruction, you know, just awful, awful things happening on Amer and big American cities, overwhelmingly run by Democrats. And who did they blame for it? Did they, they tried to say that Antifa and Black Lives Matter are alt-right wing groups? Are you serious? And that, oh, Proud Boys and... QAnon. Well, I haven't seen them causing any destruction or chaos like Antifa and Black Lives Matter did. So no matter 
what Republicans do, we are going to be vilified in the mainstream media. Why would we try and appease them? There's no point to it. The media are our sworn enemy. We need to be against them just like they're against us. Any, any conservative policy that's put forward that actually helps the entire country. How can lower taxes hurt the country? How can wanting less federal government involvement in your life hurt the country? It incentivizes ideas. And by the way, ideas is what makes this country so great. It's not just throwing, shoveling money, finances, expenses. At, you know, talk about the war on poverty. We've thrown trillions of dollars to the war on poverty. And guess what? Have impoverished neighborhoods gotten better? No. If anything, they've gotten worse. That's because they're overwhelmingly controlled and run by Democrats. And Democrats don't care about those people. They don't care about people that are on welfare or poor people in this country because if they did, they would start to tax it more. Welfare, I, I have a strong belief as far as welfare goes that you should have to pay that back almost immediately. Tax the living daylights out of welfare and I guarantee you, you will see people get jobs at a rate you've never seen before. Why would people, what's, what are they, why would they want to go to work and make a living for themselves and have some self-respect if they can sit at home all day and have the government pay for them? I mean, me, I could personally, I could never ever do something like that. I think it's just degrading. I think it's, it's just awful to possibly even say that you, you have, have a living that way. I think it's a total joke. And listen, I understand it. If you have disability or if you can't work and it's proven that you can't work then you know by all means we're supposed to cover that but if you are fine to work and you want to sit on your rear end all day not go to work then you need to take a long look at yourself and stop you know first of all get up get a job and stop voting for democrats what democrat policy Right now, that Joe Biden or the if the United States Senate is going to enact, if Charles E. Schumer gets control of the Senate, how is any of that going to help any one of us in this country that aren't a crazy, whacked out, insane, liberal Democrat? The, are, are those the people that Mitch McConnell's trying to speak to? Because what he said yesterday... Now that now the Electoral College has spoken and that's it and we shouldn't fight anymore. That is the old wing of the Republican Party that unfortunately, it's sad to say, but at this point in time, that needs to go away. That needs to get out of the Republican Party. This is a party now that is led, that is controlled by Donald J. Trump. You either get with it or you get out. I understand when AOC, and by the way, that's coming up in a second, where uh, her comments to Pelosi and Schumer. Actually, you know what? Let me let me get to that right now. So basically, AOC was doing an interview today in The Intercept. This is the headline. AOC, Nancy Pelosi needs to go, but there's nobody to replace her yet. She says, quote, if you create that vacuum, there are so many nefarious forces at play to fill that vacuum with something even worse. She says a lot of this about leadership goes, a lot of this is not about these two personalities talking about Pelosi and Schumer, but also about the structural shifts that these two personalities, again, Pelosi and Schumer, couldn't call them by name, have led in their time of leadership. The structural shifts of power. Notice how she just uses like these these terms that she picks up on one, then reuses and reuses and reuses. She honestly is such a very dumb woman. But anyway, both in process and rule, to concentrate power in party leadership of both parties, frankly, but in Democratic Party leadership to such a degree that an individual member has far less power than they did 30, 40, 50 years ago. So I do think that it's something that we really need to think about. 
talking about that Pelosi and Schumer have got to go. I would love to know. I would, and and by the way, she's um, she's not saying that it should be her who should be the next speaker. Uh, quote: The House is extraordinarily complex, and I'm not ready. It can't be me. I know that I couldn't do that job. Well, listen, we get that. We know that AOC, but I I totally get it. I mean, she's in this this younger generation that is sick and tired of 80-year-old people trying to run a country. Look at Diane Feinstein. I mean, Politico has written one to uh, two articles I definitely know about, maybe even more than that, about how Diane Feinstein is losing it. How long do you think it's going to take until they start writing articles that Joe Biden's losing it? Look at the Hunter Biden news. Why is it now that after they believe that he is securely president-elect and nothing is going to change that whatsoever because even Mitch McConnell says that he's president-elect, now this Hunter Biden news comes out when you've heard about it, you know about if you read the New York Post, if you listen to any conservative outlet whatsoever, if you listen to this program, we've been reporting on Hunter Biden since the summertime, maybe even before that. As soon as that New York Post story came out, you better believe you heard about it on this program because that was the news of the day. Not the mainstream. And by the way, quick side note. Yes, I give you my opinion on this program. It's called the, it's the Philip Ward Show for a reason. But you know what else I do? I always make sure to incorporate the news throughout this program so that you are caught up with the news of the day. Because I understand the American people and that you're at work and you have to come home you have to feed your family you have to make sure that everyone's healthy you gotta cut the grass you gotta well it's getting cold now uh, there's snow out there right now actually you gotta uh, snow blow you know there, there there's many you gotta do repairs to the house whatever it is that you have to do you don't have time to sit down and watch a whole entire hour of news so if you listen to it on this program then fantastic then i'm doing my job but anyway, back to the point, you know, there with this new, I always said that Donald Trump, uh, as far as the new younger generation goes, that is why he tweets. But AOC's fed up in the Democrat ranks of Pelosi and Schumer. You can add Feinstein to that. Uh, you can add, you know, the Lofgren in the House. Remember her in the impeachment uh, trials? And my goodness, great. It looked like a dinosaur. But you this this whole this this older generation I, I i understand what aoc is referring to that there needs to be a shift in power and you know what it, it seems like everywhere else in every other you know company industry institution whatever you want to call it you 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 bring up the new people you train them you teach them how to be you but it's never like that in the world of politics and again this our politicians, our elected leaders, who we put into these powerful positions, they have more power than anyone else does in this country. They're there for us. They should serve us. And they don't. And as, as AOC's frustrated with Pelosi and Schumer, I'm just as frustrated with our Senate Majority Leader. Supposed to be a leader in the party. And he is giving in. What does that tell you about old Republicans? There's a wing of that party that has to leave the party. It's the party of Donald J. Trump. Now, you think if Donald Trump was Senate Majority Leader and it was Mitch McConnell who was running for president, who just had an extraordinary first term and got so many things accomplished for this country, you think that Donald Trump would just give up you think that he would just pack things up? But all right, we got to focus on Georgia, and that's it. As long as I have my power, I don't care what goes on with the presidency because I'm going to have my power as either Senate Majority Leader, which he better work on Georgia, work tough in Georgia. There's people there that are uh, disenfranchised and have no incentive whatsoever to vote in the Georgia runoff elections. You want to keep the Senate Majority, that, that's on Mitch McConnell. But why he's not backing the president and why he wants to side with the Democrats and the mainstream media is just completely and entirely 
Beyond Meat. All right. Anyway, let's get into some of the news of the day. This sort of uh, uh, carries on with the with the, my monologue here. Uh, this was written by Rob Crilly in the Washington Examiner. MAGA world, MAGA world, as far as Trump goes, Trump supporters, unloads on Mitch McConnell for congratulating President-elect Biden. If Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell thought recognizing Joe Biden as president-elect would give enough, excuse me, would be enough to give Republicans political cover to follow suit and draw a line against President Trump's claim of election fraud, then he did not take into account the inhabitants of MAGA world. Blake Marnell, a familiar sight at campaign rallies as the, quote, wall guy, dressed in his brick print suit, said Trump has still had multiple avenues to retain the presidency. He says, quote, if I have a choice of keeping President Trump or keeping Mitch McConnell at this point, it's the president that he's going to keep. Michael Johns, co-founder of the Tea Party movement, uh, as far as um, the electoral college deadline goes, that's what I think is the most disturbing to a lot of Trump conservatives who are looking on, who have read these affidavits and see a Department of Justice, the FBI, and now a good number of Republicans who have dismissed these allegations not made reference to them, and clearly haven't read them. Top of that, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, by the way, I am predicting right now is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the House of Representatives. Quote, every Republican that isn't fighting for Donald Trump's 2020 landslide victory is supporting the Chinese Communist Party takeover of America. Lynn Wood, who, Lynn Wood at this point in time, listen, I I, I want to believe Lynn Wood and everything that he puts out there, but honestly, I'm having a hard time doing it at this point. Quote, McConnell just wants power, influence, and money. He is willing to sell America to get what he wants. McConnell's a traitor to American patriots. His day of, I don't know if I agree with all that, you know. Um, General Flynn Donald Trump, millions and millions of patriots stand behind you, alongside and in front of you during this uh, crucial, mo crucible moment, he says, in U.S. history, where our very republic is on the line. We won't fail or cower like some in the Republican Party have shown, obviously referring to Mitch uh, McConnell. So you got a lot of Congress people. Trump supported, you know, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who thanks to Sidney Powell, never forget that Sidney Powell was the lawyer that got Lieutenant General Michael Flynn uh, totally off and, uh, you know, the charges that the DOJ dropped against him. She was the one that propelled that and said, listen, I know that this man is innocent. Uh, so a lot of prominent people out there saying, listen, this is this is not the best call uh, from Mitch McConnell, so I think even um, uh, Mark Levin, another talk, talk radio host, just fantastic uh, commentator, also saying that you know Mitch McConnell, this is not the right thing to do at this point in time, and and I would have to agree. I you know I I sort of I you know I understand it. I understand the move from McConnell looking towards Georgia and the two Senate races, but the more and more that i think about it i i just i have to come to the conclusion that that was the wrong thing to do from the senate majority leader now i want to stick with the senate for a minute here um so the senate oversight committee was conducting uh hearings today and uh senator ron johnson and gary peter senator gary peters got into it republican democrat respectively quote from ron johnson you lied repeatedly in the press that i was spreading russian disinformation i told you to stop gary peters this is not about airing your grievances i don't know what rabbit hole you're running down and they i they just went at it if you get to see the full exchange it it really is something to behold uh senator ron johnson tweeting out earlier today maybe i missed it but i don't recall the media accusing congressional democrats of indulging in quote quackery and conspiracy theories or their letters about 2016 election fraud of being a ridiculous charade like senator charles e schumer called this hearing 
Uh, now, the hearing, by the way, and we'll sort of dip in and out of it for uh, the different quotes um, that came from the uh, committee today. Senator Rand Paul was on fire. Senator Josh Hawley doing what he usually does. He's fantastic. But I want to stick with uh, Senator Ron Johnson for a second here because he's been on top of a, I don't know if you want to call it bombshell story at this point in time. You know, the media always say there's this bombshell story and bombshell, bombshell. You could look through uh, Newsbusters, put together clips of it all throughout the Trump presidency of sort of what we think is what they believe is um, some sort of bombshell story, and it ended up being a total dud. It always was with the media. But this actual story and the cover that's been run for Hunter Biden is just disgusting. But anyway, Senator Ron Johnson, a senator from Wisconsin, it goes to say, uh, this Hunter Biden mess, he said this yesterday, isn't going away. It was a mess before the election, and it's a bigger mess now. And here we go. Today, listen to this headline. You tell me that Joe Biden isn't compromised, isn't wanting the Chinese Communist Party to do well and be successful. He is going, he already has bowed down to China. That's the kind of guy Joe Biden is. He doesn't have a spine. He's a weak, old, stupid coward of a man. He's an idiot through and through. Now, here's the story. Hunter Biden, Fox News, the citation. In 2017, Hunter Biden sent, quote, best wishes from the entire Biden family to China firm chairman, chairman requesting $10 million in a wire transfer. Correspondence, it uh, reads, between Hunter Biden and uh, Chinese energy company CEFC Chairman Yi Jingming from 2017 shows President-elect Joe Biden's son extending best wishes from the entire Biden family and urging the chairman to, quote, quickly send a $10 million wire to properly fund and operate the Biden joint venture with the now bankrupt Chinese energy company it came in an email this is what the email reads i hope my letter finds you well i regret missing you on your last visit to the united states hunter biden said uh and by the way this is dated june 17 2017 please accept the best wishes from the entire biden family as well as my partners we are hoping to see you here again soon or in shanghai he, uh, Biden went on to update Yi, saying they have concluded the establishment of Sino-Hawk Holdings, the Biden joint venture with the CEFC, and said he looked forward to introducing him to his business associate. You've heard this name before, Tony Bobolinsky, who he said would act as the CEO of Sino-Hawk. Now, um, Tony Bobolinsky is the guy who was Hunter Biden's business partner who was on uh, with Fox, with uh, Tucker Carlson, and did the interview and said Joe Biden knew everything there was to know about this. And Joe Biden publicly, numerous times, my son's done nothing wrong, and I knew nothing about his business dealings. Lie, lie, lie. Just think about this. Your son, okay, put yourself in the position of Joe Biden. Your son is making millions of dollars off of China, Russia, Ukraine, and you're not wanting to know about it? You know, he's the, quote, big guy. If I'm Hunter Biden, how is he not running to Joe Biden and saying, wow, I just got you millions and millions of dollars from China, and he's not telling Joe Biden about this? Complete and utter lie. Um, Hunter Biden continued. As far as Bobolinsky goes, he's a very close friend of James Gillar and the Biden family. Again, this is all James got roped is in the Biden circle and joined our team to focus on the execution of things as a partner. He has invested capital all around the world for some of the world's wealthiest families. Now, as far as the $10 million goes, he says that Bobolinsky sent a request to Dong Gong Wang 
and director Zhang for the funding of the $10 million US, uh, US, 10 million US dollar wire. I would appreciate if you will send that quickly so we can properly fund and operate Sinohawk. So I'm sure you have been well briefed by our dear friend, Director Zhang, the political and economic connections we have established in countries where you are interested in expanding during the coming months and years. Now, Joe Biden was asked about it again today. And guess what he said? The question, are you confident your son Hunter did nothing wrong? Oh, by the and oh, oh, and this was at a press conference where he was introducing his uh, transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg, 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 whatever you want to call him, Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, whatever you want to call him, Mayor Pete, the gay mayor from South Bend, Indiana, that's the one. Now, he said, are you confident your son Hunter did nothing wrong? I'm confident. That was Joe Biden's answer. Now, here's how stupid Joe Biden is. By the way, the LGBTQ, ABCD community, I have no idea how they voted for Joe Biden. I honestly have no idea that if you're a, a, a gay or a lesbian or whatever there is out there, I have no idea anymore. How could you vote for Joe Biden? When, as he's introducing um, Pete Buttigieg, Jill and I have always enjoyed seeing Pete and Kristen. Oh, well, I thought Buttigieg was gay and married to a man. Oh, that's right, he is. And his name is Chastin. So they're, what are they going to say that this is taken out of context? No, it's not. Joe Biden misspeaks in every single press conference he does. This is a guy, cognitively, mentally, is no longer there. How does that instill fear or instill a, a, a symbol of strength throughout the entire country? It doesn't. Now, I don't think that Joe Biden misspoke. I'll give you the evidence. Joe Biden, back when he was senator, uh, he was on with Meet the Press. Uh, Chuck Todd, you know, he'd be rolling over in his grave. Tim Russer, Chuck Todd took over for Tim Russer. Chuck Todd is a disgrace to the chair that Tim Russer used to sit in. But Joe Biden's on with Tim Russer. And he says, quote, I don't know what the big idea, what the deal is here. What's going on? Marriage, That this is Joe Biden saying this, marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the what's going on here? That's quote word for word what Joe Biden said. So that is the way Joe Biden feels about marriage. Have you ever, by the way, have you ever heard Donald Trump discriminate against gays or lesbians or whatever the heck is out there besides that? Absolutely not. Donald Trump said he was going to protect gay rights at his acceptance speech in 2016 at the RNC, said, wow, it, it's good to see Republicans clapping for that. It's Joe Biden, you know, the label homophobe always gets thrown at conservatives. And by the way, as far as a ton of conservatives go, I can guarantee you that they don't care if you're gay, lesbian, straight, anything else. They look at everyone as Americans. That is it. Now, you get into religion, and is it a sin if you're gay or you know, a man laying down with another man? It, 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 listen, I'm not one to get into all of that. Practice whatever religion you want to practice. But a lot of conservatives don't care. They see Americans for Americans, and that's it. It was never Donald Trump who publicly stated marriage is between a man and a woman. That was Joe Biden. Let me get back to the oversight uh, uh, hearing. Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri. By the way, Senator Josh Hawley, who is, uh, there's sort of rumors going around that he could be one to, uh, you know, step up and join uh, Representative Mo Brooks in saying, you know, being the senator to say, yes, there was election fraud, and I'm joining with him to object to the uh, electoral votes. 74 millions, he says, quote, are not going to shut up it's not a recipe for success in this country, nor for unity. 
That point that Hawley makes is backed up in a piece from the Washington Examiner. Nicholas Rowan writing, Trump allies gear up for congressional election challenge in January. The Electoral College may have made Joe Biden president-elect on Monday, but President Trump plans to dispute that outcome well into January. Kaylee McEnany saying yesterday was one step in the constitutional process. She was talking about the um, Electoral College uh, count. This was, uh, and uh, she says, inciting a series of election lawsuits in which the president is still involved. McEnany added that the Trump legal teams Trump's legal team is doing well to pursue legitimate litigation as long as the avenues are open. For many Trump allies, January 6th is the day of ultimate significance. Congress on that day will count and certify the Electoral College votes. After that point, a Trump-driven election reversal is all but impossible. Now, there's uh, challenges in New Mexico, in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin. But uh, I want to point out, you know, because basically what they're talking about is the 12th Amendment. Now, if you've listened to this program before, I have spoken at length about the 12th Amendment. I've made the comment that if the 12th Amendment is triggered, that is good news for Donald Trump and his presidency um and uh by the way i got it i mean we can go through it again so basically just quickly for new listeners to the program if the 12th the 12th amendment is triggered like this you have a representative a congressperson whoever it may be standing up and saying i object to these electoral college votes now remember the president of the senate presides over this sex this session on uh january 6th when they when congress either accepts or rejects the electoral college votes that have been put in front of them the vice president being the president of the senate mike pence at that point in time presides over this session of congress where the house and the senate both meet now if you have a representative a congressperson whoever it may be and a senator joins the uh objection from that congressperson then the Senate and the House have to meet for two hours and try to come up with a result. Now, if they can't come up with any result whatsoever, then the 12th Amendment is triggered. If, if, if neither Biden nor Trump can get the 270 electoral college votes that it takes to become president, then, uh, and I'll read it uh, word for word here, if no such person have such majority, then from the persons having the highest numbers, not exceeding three on the list uh, of the those voted for president, the House of Representatives shall choose immediately by ballot the president. But in choosing the president, the vote shall be taken by states, the representation from each state having one vote, with each state having one vote, Republicans, this, by the way, this is called state delegation. Republicans have a majority. If Republicans stick together, Donald Trump will be reelected. In the Senate, the Senate outright chooses the vice president. If Republicans stick together, Donald J. Trump, Mike Pence will be reelected as president and vice president. I don't know what's going to happen but if republicans can act get their acts right stick together then that's the outcome and that that's the the 12th amendment in a nutshell there's more and more to it but we got it we sort of got to keep moving um along a lot more news to get to fauci is in the news today quote telling americans not to see their kids for christmas how about that Christmas is supposed to be a joyous, incredible occasion where families and friends and whoever, neighbor, everyone comes together and enjoys the day of Christmas. You're off from work. Uh, everyone has a good day. You see your family. This year, here's Fauci. Don't see your kids. I'm going to be with my wife, period. The Christmas holiday is a special holiday for us because it, Christmas is my birthday, whatever, turning 80. 
Christmas Day is Christmas Day. They're not going to come home. That's painful. We don't like that. But that's just one of the things you're going to have to accept. You're going to have to accept. You better listen to Dr. Fauci as we go through this unprecedented, challenging time. Stay at, stay at home as much as you can. Keep your interactions to the extent possible to members of the same household. This cannot be business as usual this Christmas. So there you go. Dr. Fauci, cancel Christmas. Cancel everything else. Have these people gotten a single thing right yet? That's what I want to know because we have been lot. Remember, oh my goodness. Remember 15 days to slow the spread? Then 30 days to slow the spread? Now it's like, it seems like it's going to be 30 months if Bill Gates has his way. People are sick and tired of lockdowns and not being able to live their lives. We now have two vaccines out there ready to go. AstraZeneca um, also uh, providing a third vaccine. There's no reason that if the option to get vaccinated from COVID-19, if the option's there for every single American, there is no reason why small business owners can't reopen, why bars can't reopen, why restaurants can't reopen. If you ask me, they need to be open right now. We should have never shut down in the first place. Remember when this whole thing first started and I was screaming, screaming on this program night after night. The key to saving lives is to reopen the country. Lockdowns just prolonged the inevitable that people were going to get COVID. How is it that we have 300,000 uh, deaths? If, if lockdown and shutdown and bars being closed, if that worked, it didn't work. What COVID did was provide Democrats with this overwhelming, incredible, astonishing amount of power that they refused. They loved it. Oh my goodness gracious. They loved it back then. They love it even more now. Imagine telling a business owner, you can't open your business because of COVID-19. Because people aren't smart enough to make the decision for themselves. If you're so, by the, is there a law? Is there a single law? Is there a bill out there that says if you are so afraid of COVID-19 that you have to come out of your house? Why is COVID, people that are afraid of COVID, ruining life for everyone else? That's the point that we've come to now. That if you're so afraid, stay in your house. If you're not, because you know the facts and you know that like 0.002% of people that get this die from it, you wouldn't know on CNN, they don't ever want to publish the people that have recovered from it. By the way, the people that you know, people that have contracted COVID, and, and think about it, because if you get COVID-19, there's only two outcomes. You either die from it or you recover from COVID. How many people have recovered? An incredible ability. Bit, much larger amount than the people that have died from COVID. This is where we still are. People's lives, livelihoods, everything that they put their life into, destroyed by Democrats. Always remember how Democrats reacted in this situation. Always remember that Democrats put small business owners out of business. And then it was Democrats in the Senate and in the House that didn't have a single care to work with Republicans to ensure that small business owners, bar owners, restaurants, whatever it is, that they had the funding they needed to keep their, basically keep their lives so that they still had a form of income. Nothing whatsoever. We passed one Finally, with $2 trillion, by the way, the conservative side of me says, oh my goodness, that sure is a lot of spending. But now we still don't have a second bill because our elected representatives can't get it together. They can't come together and fight you know, at the beginning of this. Let's not politicize COVID. That's all the Democrats have done. Joe Biden ran a campaign around that he could he wow he could handle COVID a lot better than donald trump oh really because that figure that two million figure that we saw from the beginning if nothing happened whatsoever two million people could die be right around there with a joe biden presidency 
If, if Joe Biden would not have taken the step to close down travel from Wuhan when there was only one case of COVID in the United States. Biden would have never have done that. Joe Biden, that's the kind of president we're going to, that Joe, Donald Trump, gutsy, courageous decision that he made. That Joe Biden, we're not going to see anything like that from Joe Biden. If, and that's a big if, knock on freaking wood, he's ever elected president. That'll be the day the music died. I can guarantee that. Vice President Mike Pence, as far as COVID goes, is going to receive a televised shot. Details are still being worked out. This is an Axios, by the way. He's going to plan to receive a COVID vaccine shot on camera Friday morning at the White House. Um, in uh, other news, you got, um, I want to just quickly dip back into the, uh, the oversight committee. Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, voter fraud happened. An election was, in many ways, stolen. Quote, we can't just say it didn't happen. Fraud happened. The election was stolen. And the only way it'll be fixed is by, in the future, reinforcing the laws. We can't just say, oh, 4,000 people voted in Nevada that were non-citizens, and we're just going to ignore it. He also said two dozen states changed their election laws without going through uh, the legislatures, which again, Article 2, uh, Section 1, Clause 2, each state shall appoint in such manner, again, as the legislature, not as the Secretary of State or the governor, uh, therefore may direct a number of electors. Everything about the executive branch and uh, obviously the presidency uh, being called the executive branch, the state legislatures are the ones in charge. So how it got to the Secretary of State and governors, beyond me. Now, there's big news that is it, it's sort of still breaking right now. I'm sure we'll learn more about it in days to come. It's about the intelligence community. Quote, Fox News headline, Intel community assessment delayed amid dispute over whether China sought to influence the 2020 election. The 2020 intelligence community assessment focused on foreign election influence will be delayed because there's a dispute. Listen to this. There's a dispute among senior intelligence analysts over whether China sought to influence the election. Let me tell you right now, you better believe they influenced the election, that they wanted to have a say in this. And we had we were meant to believe that it was Russia. Russia is the reason that Donald Trump is the president. Why do you think that Joe Biden loves China so much? I can guarantee you China was wanting to interfere in our elections. Now, back in um, October, Radcliffe, the uh, director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, remember the press conference uh, that he had saying that Iran, Russia are the ones attempting to interfere with the election why not China, though? Why is there a dispute now that China sought to influence the 2020 election? Of course they did. We're in a cold war with China. They hate us. We have got to hate them. We have got to start waking up here in this country. The threat is in Iran so far away. Russia and Putin, the biggest threat to this country, and the FBI director, Christopher Ray, I don't agree with much at all, I agree with him on this, the biggest threat to American uh, democracy, I'll give you the quote, I, I reference the quote all the time, there's no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to America's innovation, to our economic security, and to our democratic ideas, then again, not Iran, not Russia, China. The um, Office of Director of National Intelligence, Director of Strategic Communications. Imagine having that as a title, right? Ma, your mom asked, well, what do you do? I'm the Office of Director of National Intelligence, Director of Strategic Communications. My God in heaven. Amanda Such, Such, whatever you want to call her, Such. This afternoon, the DNI was notified by, and listen to this, career intelligence officials, SWAMP intelligence officials that the intelligence community will not meet the december 18th deadline that is on friday 
set by executive order in Congress to submit the intelligence community's classified assessment on foreign threats to the 2020 U.S. elections. The intelligence community has received relevant reporting since the election and a number of agencies have not finished coordinating on the product. Um, by the way, uh, Catherine Herridge, CBS News, said today that Radcliffe, Director of National Intelligence, told CBS News that there was, confirming there was influence by China, Iran so far away, and Russia in this election. So if you're hearing that, if you're Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, I want to get to this, because 40 minutes into today, 1240 in the morning, Trump allies slam Mitch McConnell for congratulating Biden. President tweeting, Mitch, 75 million votes, a record for a sitting president by a lot. Too soon to give up. Republican Party must finally learn to fight. People are angry. That's what the president's assessment of Mitch McConnell's comments about President-elect Joe Biden. Um, that's what that's uh, what he made of it all. Now, China interfered in our election, and you don't. Why is it not breaking news right now? Why is it not all over the mainstream media outlets? Because to me, this was and, and, and we were talking about this in June that China poses the greatest threat to our country, but. Uh, in October, you have Radcliffe saying it's Russia and Iran. Something not adding up here. And it, it, again, you know, another day goes by and I still don't see the president. That doesn't make me happy. Mitch McConnell and his freaking comments don't make me happy. I mean, goodness gracious me, as uh sort of end the program today, I'm by no means a happy camper whatsoever. But I'll tell you what, I still very much I will never change this. I still very much have faith in our president.